and nobody can blame him. Although he, <laughs> he, is, he is missing our beautiful day here. So I hope that wherever he is, the day is just as glorious. The only announcements that I have for this morning are a funeral on Saturday for three members of the Fadness family. Now, Fadness is an old Norwegian name, and I know that these people have been in our congregation for years, but <laughs> years. <laughs> so um, I, I really don't have any other information. And if anyone else does, uh, I would welcome Welcome clarification. Okay, I do say welcome to those who are on video, on virtual. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for those who are here, and thank you wherever you are. Let us now enjoy the prelude and prepare our hearts for worship. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
Please rise and face the baptistry. <clears throat> Let us confess our sins as, as humans, humans who need a loving God, a God we can go to when we have sinned. And because we're human, we do. But God is gracious. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, and whose love is endless. Amen. Let us confess our sins to the one who welcomes us with an open heart. God, our comforter. Like all sheep, we have astray. He gaze upon abundance and see scarcity. We turn our faces away from injustice and oppression. We exploit the earth with our apathy and greed. Free us from our sin, gracious God. Blessed one we call out to you for help. Lead us by your love to love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. All, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By the gift of grace in Christ Jesus, God makes us righteous. Receive with glad hearts the forgiveness of all your sins. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, throughout the ages you transform sickness into health and death into life. Open us to the power of your presence and make us people ready to proclaim your promise to the whole world. Through Jesus Christ, our healer and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading is from Isaiah, chapter 35, verses 4 through 7. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty grounds spring of wa springs of water. Words of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Psalm 146. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. <coughs> Put not your trust in rulers, in mortals, in whom there is no help. Happy are they who have the God of Jacob for their help, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Who made heaven and earth, seas, and all that is in them, who keeps promises forever. Who gives justice to those who are oppressed and food to those who hunger, the Lord sets the captives free. The Lord opens the eyes to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord cares for the stranger. The Lord sustains the orphan and the widow, but frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God is all generations. The second reading is from James, 
chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. My brothers and sisters, do you with your acts of favoritism really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, have a seat here, please, while to the one who is poor you say, stand there, or sit at my feet, have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers and sisters, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. For the one who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. Now if you, not, if you do not commit adultery but if you murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment will be without mercy to anyone who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> rise for the reading of the gospel. Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman with a little daughter who had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. 
And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now, this woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Jesus said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus said to her, For saying that you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech and they begged him to lay his hands on him. Jesus took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue, and then looked up into heaven and sighed and said to him, Ephathon, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. I have the Lord be with you. Thank you. I have an atheist friend on Facebook. You know how you get friends on Facebook. They're really not your friends. You have no idea who they are, where they live, or why they make a comment on something you put. So you have friends. And they're friends of friends of friends of friends. It's a very, a very unique social media. And my children wish I were not on it. However, this friend is a determined atheist. And he says the most terrible things about the Bible mainly the Old Testament. I mean, it's obvious that at some time he had an encounter with Christianity. But what he encountered was evidently a cruel and mean God always out to get him. So he finds the most obscure, exaggerated verses to prove his point 
verses I've never heard of. But they're there. I have to look them up, and yes, they're there. But you know, <laughs> some of our Bible is pretty exaggerated. The writers wanted everybody to know how big they were, how mighty this is our Hebrew ancestors, how good and wonderful they were. And sometimes, yes, they tell the truth, they are good and wonderful. But he doesn't read the same way I do. He doesn't see the same things I do. We read the same book, he says. But he doesn't find the same God at all. But he's my friend. And I don't know why. What happened? What happened to his faith? That, well, maybe he never got a faith. Maybe that just never happened. We see things differently. The Old Testament, to me, is so full of God's promises and God's love. It is God's letter <laughs> to rebellious people who really don't want to listen. It's Old Testament stuff, but it's us, too. He's my friend. And no, God doesn't always give us what we want. We know that. <clears throat> but Isaiah, <clears throat> in the reading you heard this morning, Isaiah writes God's word of hope and promise. God says to Isaiah, Say to those who are fearful of heart, Be strong, do not fear. See, Isaiah reminds us God is here. God was always here. These people that Isaiah's writing to had just escaped slavery in Egypt, and they're walking in the desert, and they don't know how long they're going to have to walk. Forty years? You know, Moses' wife really should have gotten him a map. <laughs> However, they had plenty of time to be afraid and doubt God. And again and again, we are told they were rescued. They were fed. They finally get to the promised land, and God says, you know, your shoes didn't wear out. Your bones didn't fall apart. I was with you the whole way. Here we are together on this Labor Day weekend. And we had fires raging in California. Horrible fires devouring beautiful forests and houses, homes, businesses. We have the hurricane that damaged just totally decimated. The Louisiana coast and everything up the line so that it floods in New York. And 
We are here, all of you, carefully masked. We've half tamed the pandemic, but only half tamed. And we have a war that was finally ended, but not really. We have Afghans in Fort McCoy, and we wonder about where they will live, how they will find a place, and we pray. We pray. Well, <clears throat> in our gospel, Jesus goes north. Perhaps he wanted to get away from the crowd. You know, he was continually try, trying to find a place to rest, and people kept following him wherever he was. So he goes into Gentile territory. He thinks maybe nobody will know him there. Maybe that's why he goes. Or maybe, maybe Jesus goes into Gentile territory with the good news. We don't know. The text doesn't tell us. And Mark is terribly short of words. But Jesus goes up north. And we need a rest too, but that's beside the point. We're here this morning. The Gentiles were also God's children, although they lived with the prejudice and the dismissive Jews calling them dogs. Those people up north, well, they're not God's chosen. So this woman comes to Jesus, and she must know who he is because she trusts he can heal and then he says something that is just a little bit <clears throat> harsh. Why? Why does, he, why does he say that? Why does he say, let the children be fed first, for it's not right to deprive the children of food? Ugh. Why? Now, pastors read that, <clears throat> and they say, well, he's really not calling her a dog. It's really just a little tiny puppy. Let's, let's translate this better. That word should be translated as a sweet little loving puppy. You know, the one that you cuddle with you and maybe sleeps in your bed as well. But you know what? That's just lipstick on a pig. You know very well. They called Gentiles dogs. Now the problem is she's got a sick little girl. And this little girl has a demon. We don't know what this demon does. Maybe she throws a fit. 
If they take her out, she'll throw food at everybody. Maybe she, who knows? But this woman needs help. And she hears that line, let the children be fed first. And she sees that as an opening. She's no dummy. And she takes it and says, even the little dogs get the crumbs that the children leave. So Jesus says, <laughs> you got the right idea, lady. <laughs> God loves you. Your child is healed. We never see the child. We never, Jesus doesn't see the child. This is from a distance. But the mama goes home and her daughter is all well. Ah, that is such good news. That's good. Jesus broke boundaries. He, he, we know he did. He accepted women when no good Jew would ever speak to a woman that wasn't part of his family. I mean, this is just very bulletin. It's wrong. I don't know. <laughs> You know, us women are terrible temptress. I don't know how we got that name, but it, you know, must be true. Anyhow, when I was growing up, my, <clears throat> my mother felt compelled to remind me that other people were watching what I did. And mother would say, what will the neighbors think? And I thought if the neighbors needed to think about something, I'd happily oblige. However, <laughs> my mother was right. <laughs> because it matters how we live. Not because of the neighbors, but as people representing the love of God. That's who we are. That's who we're called to be. Now, the second reading from this morning is the epistle from James. And this one, you know, talks about the a rich man coming in and, oh, come on, come on, sit right here. Well, <clears throat> that might be true. I mean, James was pretty hard, but he's also saying, you know, faith without works. So what he is really talking about is a chance to make a good difference. Jesus is about equality, about justice, about accepting everyone. And if there's anything this pandemic has taught us, it is how much we need each other, how much I need to talk to somebody other than my poor husband how much we need human contact. We don't live here very long in the whole scheme of things. And our chances to make a good difference are relatively short. So we follow Christ who makes a good difference. 
In today's gospel, Jesus went up north for a little getaway, confronted by the needy mother, and the mother's sharp. By healing the little girl, she and the family can go out in public with friends and neighbors, act normal again. We want that. Jesus gives abundant life. But he's not finished. He still stays in Gentile territory. And he tells, you know, he doesn't want anybody to know he's there. He wants, he wants a break, like all of us do. But somebody brings, I mean, more than a few people come, with a man who is deaf and his speech is garbled. Those of us who have limited hearing, I have nerve deafness, it's progressive, it won't get any better. And it's awful, but, you know, modern technology has given us hearing aids that are just really very, very helpful. But even so, it's not as good as what God made in the first place. So we enjoy modern technology just as we are thankful for the scientists who researched for years and found the vaccine and are still working, still working to find vaccines that cure our illnesses. These are sent by God. Jesus wants people to know the purpose of God the desire that God has for God's creation. That God desires all people to know love, all people know acceptance, all people to know the beauty and joy and gratitude, the good of life. And when Jesus heals people, he brings them back in the social circle. Sickness, then and now is something we want to avoid. But too often it's the person, the sick person that we avoid. Jesus knows we need each other because life is hard. So what Jesus did with this deaf man is really personal. Put his fingers in the ear and said, Ephathana. And then he spit and touched his tongue. (laughs) And the tongue was loosened. And the man could speak. When, When a person has been deaf from birth and they learn to speak, their speech will be a little bit different. It's not quite the same as it is for everyone who has normal hearing and repeats the words. So we don't know how it is he 
could speak and hear, but he could and he did. And again, Jesus tells them, don't tell anybody. Because he didn't want people to come for healing? No, no. Because he wanted people to know God was more than a healer. God is a lover, a gracious God, a God who desires God's purpose to come on earth. When we say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. That's what we're asking. That's what we're talking about. Not the end times, but a continuation of God's time. There are really sad stories, really sad stories in our daily life. And someone said, I'm having a problem with reading the news and remaining sane. And this is true because there are so many things that we're faced with. And yet, there are so many good stories, so many wonderful stories of people who don't know another person, but they did the good thing. As Mr. Rogers' mother says, look for the helpers. And there are helpers. We, we are helpers. And we have the opportunity to be the helpers. I think of the people we visited in East Germany before the wall fell. And I think of their faith in spite of hardships and denial. If they weren't members of the Communist Party, their children could not go to the university. And the father might not be able to teach but have to work in a factory. But they remained faithful. The story is told. Jonathan Kozal, who's a writer, um, has written many books. He is a good Jew. And he, um, as soon as the Soviet Union had fallen, and he could, he went into Russia and interviewed children at an orphanage. And he asked them if they believed in God. Now these little children, whose parents had grown up, you know, 50 years of a godless society, where the state says, the state is your God. We'll give you everything that you need. You don't need the myth of God. So he's asking these kids, these little kids in an orphanage. He asks the little boy and he says, no, there's no God, no. And most of them said, no, I don't know what you mean. But there was one little girl who said, 
Oh, yes. His name is, it, my name is written on the palms of his hands. Now, how did she know that? Because she had a grandma who knew and quoted Isaiah 49, verse 16 and 15. God says, I hold you. Your names are written in the palms of my hands. Our baptism assures us that God knows our name and that God loves us. There are good stories. Look for the helpers. Yes. There are so many good stories. Along with the naysayers who paint our exit Afghanistan a debacle, there are success stories from those who help people get on the plane. And if we continue to live as faithful, caring people, there will be more good news stories. I do not doubt that each one of you have troubles and uncertainties. We all do. We have a long prayer list. And if we took that prayer list times every church in Madison, every church in Wisconsin, every church in the world, everybody needs prayer. We all need God's love. We have troubles and uncertainty, but God remains. God, who loves and cares what happens to us. God desires the peace of heaven to be here as well. And that peace is often hidden, but it is never, ever gone. Christ is here. Thanks be to God. Amen.
made prayers and, and heirs and of God's promise. We pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy One, you bring your people together I'm in sorry. worship. You go ahead. Your church, guide all We're sort of discombobulated this morning. Prophets, not my, not not her fault. And missionaries who Ready? seek to share your love through word and deed. Lord, in your mercy, hear yeah. our prayer. You provide water for thirsty ground and sunshine to feed hungry plants. Bless all who advocate for the forests, unpolluted air, and clean waterways. Inspire all your people to show care for the world you have made. Lord, in your mercy, you show no partiality. Increase justice in all nations. Encourage your leaders and governments to work with one another for the good of our common world, especially as we celebrate Labor Day. Unite us in seeking the health, safety, and dignity of the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You accompany those who are most in need. Shelter all fleeing violence or persecution. Protect any who are in danger and sustain them through uncertain and unstable times, especially the people of Afghanistan and those affected by Hurricane Ida. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You comfort all who are suffering. Heal those dealing with physical or mental illness and those who are receiving treatment or recovering from medical procedures, especially Denia, Galen, John, Annette, Jim, Kristen, Bob, and those we name now, aloud or silently. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You support the work of your disciples. Continue to nurture the leadership and ministries of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy, receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts known only to you through Christ our Lord. Instead of shaking hands or coming to close proximity, <laughs> we make the sign of peace or touch with a bump. Um, we are careful, but we are also caring. And our offering music begins. Did I forget the piece? I think I did.
The peace of the Lord be with you all. And also with you. Thank you.
Please rise. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God. Through your Savior, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we join their praise and ending hymn of praise. Merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and the suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who, on the cross, opened his arms to all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. You do this for the remembrance of me. And after supper he took the cup, and when he had blessed it, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. You do this for the remembrance of me. So, remembering, therefore, his life, death, and resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming in glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. We pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated just a moment. Um, we, for anyone who is new, we come up each side aisle, uh, take a cup from the, uh, that's on the table, an empty little cup, come forward um, as the ushers direct you, and um, you will receive the bread and wine poured into the cup. For those of you who are watching, I hope you've set your table. I hope you have good wine or grape juice. I hope you have good bread. We receive the body of Christ given for us. And this is Christ's table, not Trinity's table. This is Christ's table. This is Christ's food. Come, for all it's prepared.
Lord of life, in the gift of your body and blood, you turn the crumbs of our faith into a feast of salvation. Send us forth into the world with shouts of joy, bearing the witness to the abundance of your love in Jesus Christ, 
our Savior and Lord. Amen. Um, our sending hymn, Light Dawns on a Weary World, Indeed We Are. Trinity, one God, bless you now and forever. Amen. 
Go in peace. The living word dwells in you. Thanks be to God. Four more days. Uh, I suppose, no. Good night. Oh, no.
Have you talked to anybody? Do you know anybody from Zion or St. John's who are going through really handicapped people? Yeah.